0: Hey, sports fans. Welcome to the Scout My Game Around the World podcast. On this edition of Around the World, Donald Hamilton interviews Anthony Simon of the New Paltz men's basketball team. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Scout My Game.
1: Everyone. I'm your host DJ Hamilton, and I have a special guest for everyone today. I'd like to introduce former Rampo basketball high school star and now current point guard of the SUNY New Paltz basketball team, Anthony Simon. How you doing, brother?
0: Doing good, man. As you said, at New Pulse, just studying for these midterms. Just started workouts this week. You know, just getting through it. Oh, that's good. It's
1: good, man. I wanna ask, how's the family doing? Everybody's good, everyone's healthy?
0: Yes, yes, sir. You know, my mom's two years out of cancer. So, you know, it's going great.
1: First question I wanna ask you is, what are your origins? Where were you born and raised?
0: I was actually born right here in Rockland at uh, Good Samaritan Hospital in oh. Suffern. And then going up just Spring Valley, to be honest, just whether, wherever I was, it was in Spring Valley i didn't move up until like three years ago to stony point and you know that's still rockland i'm a a huge rockland guy
1: yeah i remember when you told me you moved to stony point i was like yo come to north rockland man i think you moved what our junior year i was like yo you can make our team better stronger we probably take the whole chip
0: (laughs) (laughs) i had to stay true to my guys
1: Yeah, I respect your loyalty, man. How has Spring Valley helped cultivate or shape you into the person you are today? And how has it influenced influenced your style of playing
0: basketball? So in terms of like, you know, shaping the person I am today, it's just the people around. It's like, I don't know how to really explain it. Like, it's like you find your group and then you find your niche and then it just, it all becomes better because you realize the people around you, you realize who really has your back, there's a lot of supportive people, oh, yeah. you know, there's like, there's also people who, you know, doubt because of where we're from, but in the back of their mind, they're like, you know, they're really supportive because, you know, not a lot of people make it out, so to speak, or become successful in Spring Valley. But on the other hand, there are a lot of people who this person would be like, oh, like, oh, he was from Spring Valley. I didn't even know because of their success level. When did you first
1: pick up a basketball?
0: I would say, it's kind of funny, like, whenever I story, so I would say, like, maybe, like, four years old, like, my godbrother, I used to be at his house a lot, and then um, I would just go outside with him and his high school friends, and then I would just, you know, try to shoot around. They would let me play even, like, they would make me feel like i was the best four-year-old in the world, but even <laughs> then, like, I didn't, I didn't take it as serious that, like, you know, moving up, um, I played in my first league in the second grade, which was like, it was called like upward, but that was more of a, it wasn't as serious of a league with all the respect, you know? And then my first like real organized uh, league was in the fifth grade. And that's when I really started taking basketball seriously, you know, like growing up, like I didn't even watch it like that. I just loved Kobe. That's all that I loved. I had a full yeah. uniform set of Kobe. Cool right. Rest in peace to the legend, man. Forever, mama, man. Right. He actually passed on my birthday. So, you know, I have a strong I remember, connection. I remember though. saying
1: happy birthday to you. I was like, man. Yep.
0: Like,
1: I was like, man. I wonder how you feel, especially this person you idolized passed away on your birthday.
0: Mm-hmm. Was it supposed mm-hmm. to be
1: a happy day for you?
0: Right. My grandpa as well. So, you know, I have a strong connection on that specific day. So, eventually, you end up going
1: to middle school Pomona. Where we would eventually meet in the seventh grade. Sadly, I came halfway through the year, so I didn't get a chance to try out for the basketball team. So we never got right. to play together as teammates. How did those years at Pomona get you up for what was to come in high school?
0: I wasn't really known like that. Because, you know, when you come into middle school, it's like three different schools that we were coming from. So it was like yeah. uh Elementary, uh, Limekiln Elementary, and then Hempstead it was all different types of people who all thought they could just make the basketball team. And me come in, I'm just like, I just want to hoop. Like nobody really knew who I was, even upperclassmen. They didn't really know who I was in tryouts. I was kind of at a disadvantage because I didn't have a, I didn't have somebody in coaches ear. The coach, Kevin was, um, had coached my cousin, Jordan Elisee back in middle school, but he didn't know that until after the fact, because I wanted to make a name for myself the tryout, like, all I did was shoot, and we did, like, this shooting competition, and, like, I made every single shot. I didn't miss it, and it was, like, if you missed, you were off. Like, you had to go up to the side, and I was the last person standing. And, wow. Yeah, so that's when I realized, like, my shooting can really get me places, and the whole mentality of creating a name for myself, it's, like, I didn't tell Coach Kev, like, that Jordan was my cousin until after the fact. That helped prepare me for what was to come to high school because I'm just like, you can get places off, you know, your own self and what you're capable of yeah. individually.
1: So you finished middle school and you end up going to Grandpa High School. What were those earlier, early years like when you guys were struggling to win games and people were making fun of how bad you guys were? How did that affect you mentally and
0: how did you use that as motivation? Well, coming into to Rampho like I don't know if you even knew, but um, I didn't play my first two years, like I didn't try out, I didn't anything because, um, wow. yeah,' cause, um this might be a Haitian thing, but my mom um she was kind of on the fence about letting me play because high school is more difficult than middle school, and she didn't yeah. really want me to play, she was scared that it would affect my grade, so I didn't actually start until uh junior year so i can answer your question from that point on um going into junior year had a complete i had like a clean slate because i knew coach goldberg you know that was our middle school teacher i I knew coach goldberg but he had left to go to uh i believe that year he went to tuckahoe to become the athletic director and we got a new coach in stephen Losher. I remember ha- I remember going to a clinic in like the sixth grade and he was the coach at the clinic, like a basketball clinic, but I never and- knew him personally. So I had a completely clean slate, even just starting off the year based off of, you know, Ram post-culture and identity. It was just, you guys aren't going to do well, no fans at the games. Well, the only people who come are, you know, they just show up and they'll just show up to talk garbage about the team. That first year especially was very, very difficult. We had a team that was split pretty much evenly between um, juniors and seniors. And we all had to learn how to play with each other and just really learn how to coexist with each other. And the season wasn't wasn't a success. But we, can def- we definitely, like us being juniors, we definitely took a lot from that and struggling to show exactly what we wanted to do the following year as being leaders, because we had the keys the following year. I
1: don't know.
0: I don't know when you told me. I remember you posted on
1: Snapchat or Instagram. I know it was a few years back, either around, if I remember correctly, our junior or senior year, you announced your mom had cancer. Mm-hmm. How was that tough on you personally from a mental standpoint? And how did you use that motivation to better yourself on and off the court?
0: Yeah, so it was my junior year. It was it was really tough because growing okay. up, my it was just me, my mom, like up until uh five, six years old when my brother was born. Okay. Then it just became me, my mom, my brother. So, you know, it was tough seeing like the strongest lady that I ever knew that I ever known, like still to this day just getting sicker by the day and it just it really really sucked i just knew that i had to you know step up and you know whether it was checking my brother you know whether it was getting things from the store for her because uh she was on chemotherapy so it's if you're on chemo like it kills your good cells and your bad cells so your immune system goes down you can get sick easily so she mostly stayed in the house so she pretty much missed the first maybe i want to say six games of my senior year which i understood but i would come back every single game and tell her how it went but it was definitely tough not seeing my mom who's always in the stands at the games who just she just wasn't there and my mom always made an emphasis on when they grow up they expect to see their parents in the stands and some parents simply don't go to games and later on in life they think and and they're like man i wish my mom was there so i'm just grateful that my mom went to every single game that she could and then she was able to see us finish out the season and it just made me uh push even harder basketball wise because i'm like i need to pro- i need to prolong this season as long as possible you know, yeah. and you don't the cancer is really crazy. You don't know what's going to happen um, yeah. going forward. So I really want to make sure every time that she sees me play that I'm giving my best effort. Our first out bracket game, you know, it was like a play in game versus Ketchum. Uh, it was an hour drive. You know, we had never been there before. Uh, my first playoff game. Um, but Brian Brian had actually been playing varsity since sophomore year, so he had uh playoff experience. He actually had five years of um high school basketball experience in general. So um wow. yeah, so we call him, we call him the vet, the old vet, you know. He was calm. I was a little nervous. So I had I had actually had a bad game, a really bad game that game. I think I only had like maybe even one or two points. But it came to be very important because I remember I had gotten the ball for one second left. I was on the opposite foul line. I think we were down we were down one. And then I just said, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot it because we were down one. The fate of the season's in our hands. So I said, I'm gonna shoot it. I drew a foul from from like half court, three free throws. The first two free wow. throws missed. And we're down one with point five seconds left. So it's like That's it's crazy. like hey, you better make this next free throw, or else, or else <laughs> you might be walking home all the way from Ketchum or whatever town we were all the way back to Spring Valley after after driving an hour what, and a half. Yeah, like an hour or so, and then that la the last That's free throw crazy. it hit off back rim, went into the air so high, and then it just fell in. And then I just oh god oh my <laughs> goodness I dropped my head back and I was just like oh my goodness thank god that that fell or else I would have went out sad. Uh, what was it like that year for the town and playing in that game? I remember seeing on snap because you know it was far so people couldn't make it like that couldn't make that game specifically. It was a good thing because we had gotten a playoff win, and you know we hadn't gotten a playoff game in like a few years. The game after that, you know, we're the 18th seed. We're playing against Clarkstown South. My heart still tells me that they put that game at 10 o'clock a.m. on purpose, you know, just to get out the way because they thought we we're going to lose. We end up turning up our defensive intensity like so much. I had a better game that game. Elijah had a really big game. Brian definitely contributed. We ended up winning that game. And then the following game, that was Clarkstown South. Next, we had Clarkstown North in between those two games i had a terrible week of practice like i couldn't hit a shot i couldn't get any plays right you know i was freezing like just nothing was going right my assistant coach mike verguez he just had me in the shoot on the shooting gun like every morning like at 6 a.m before practice just getting shots up because he knew that i needed to shoot my way out of it then the day of the game comes and we're we're meeting at Ramapo to load the bus, and and we're going to walk through and cable. And Coach Cable is like, "Aunt, I already know today's going to be a huge game for you." Turns out, we go through that game. Um, I have a career high of thirty-two points. Amazing. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, I went four for five from three. I definitely remember that. I had a free throw to put us up three. And we ended up winning that game by three or four. And it was just, it was just so surreal. And I didn't, I didn't sit that game either. I played the whole game and I di- i wasn't even tired, but it was just the emotion after that was like, wow, like we're really going to the county center. That was, that was a lot of fans were at the game. Like we had like a fan bus and everything. And that's just unheard of for Ramapo High School to even have that kind of stuff. That magical run, man. You guys really put on for the, the just for your, your school,
1: for the county. You guys were representing, right. man. Bring some positive energy to the county. That's yes, why I was sir. loving it. You graduate now from Ramapo and you go to Dominican College where you only played uh, 11 games and were struggling to get playing time. How did you use that situation to motivate you
0: and what did it teach you? It taught me to just, it really taught me to just be patient, you know, because coming into Dominican, I knew that it was a Division Two program that I had just lost in the conference uh, finals. Like they just lost their conference championship the previous year. They had a lot of returners, you know. I knew it was going to be difficult to get playing time. But even then, I would tell my mom, like, you know, if I'm not going to get playing time, I need to go out battling. Like, I really need to go out battling because here they are giving a kid from from Rampo High School Division two opportunity. I, I can't yeah. pass that up. And it, it just really taught me to just really keep going. Even when all odds are stacked against you, you really have to bet on yourself because there's not a lot of people who will okay. who will support you. But I will say I had a lot of supporters, like, a lot of people supported me. You spent two years at D.C.
1: and you end up transferring to New Paltz after two years. And you were ruled ineligible, I believe you said, to play your sophomore year at D.C., if I'm correct. Yeah, it
0: wasn't like I was ruled ineligible. I just decided to uh, sit the year and then um, decide to get like take the year to get better. Because one thing that, you know, a lot of a lot of young players should definitely take into account, you know, don't always blame the coach. Because at the end of the day, the coach is going to play who they feel like is going to give them the best opportunity to win, the best chance to win. At Dominican, I wasn't that guy. And, you know, I respected it, but I just felt like I needed to get out of that situation and put myself in a be in a better place because, you know, I love basketball. And even if after college, I don't play. you know there's a very small percentage of players who get to play in college so i'm grateful for that so even after if after college i don't play i just want to make sure that the remainder of my college career like i'm playing somewhere where i have a real shot of getting some playing time you know that i could really do something good for myself
1: yeah man i remember when you announced that you weren't playing your sophomore year i was asking like why what happened bro i was Mm -hmm. kind of worried i was like what's going on so what went into your thought process when you were transferring and how was that process like for you
0: personally? Um, I went through a red shirt year last year. Practices weren't really going well for me, um, because, you know, they had to get the, the roster players ready, you know, at that point, that's when I withdrew from the program. I spoke to coach yeah. Clinton, who I, I've known for a while. I told them like, I, I would like a release from the program. You know, I'd like to be able to t- t- talk to other schools to prepare early for next season. And this was in, I want to say November, you know, pre-COVID. Got my name out to a whole bunch of schools. Coaches at Dominican were working to get me to another school as well. It came down to really Remco College and New Paltz. New Paltz actually, um, I was actually in contact with them my senior year. They're actually really, really, they're a really tough school to get into academically. So I didn't have those grades then. As I spoke to uh, Coach Bell, who's an assistant at New Paltz, he was basically like, well, your grades are good now. We'd like to offer you an official roster spot. So I just felt like after my visit, I visited maybe two days before my birthday. I came to the game against uh, Buffalo State. They won that game. And I just really like the school, you know, everyone is really friendly. It was just a really good experience. Like the fans were loud. It was just great. You're now the point guard for the New Falls
1: basketball team. How have they welcomed you with open arms? And how are you preparing for the upcoming season? Because I see on your recent um, IG story you posted yesterday, you guys have your first game February 1st at Cortland. Then you played Plattsburgh on February 3rd, Oneonta on the 6th. Potsdam on the 8th, Oneonta again on the 13th, Plattsburgh the 15th, Potsdam again at 17th, and then Corlin on the 20th.
0: How are you preparing for the season? Uh, Well, first, yeah, they've really welcomed me with open arms. I speak to Coach Kenny maybe two to three times a week, always checking on me, seeing how I'm getting acclimated into the school. My teammates have been really supportive getting me acclimated into the school. They're really supportive. As you said, like we we had our first team workout yesterday, it went well. And yesterday we got the schedule. So we're really just getting things together. We have a really good group of guys who want to work and get better. You know, last year, the team didn't do as well as they wanted to. There's way more faith coming this year, even with this shortened season. because usually we have like, say maybe 25 games, but due to the pandemic, we're having a shortened season. Uh, with the different playoff outlook as well. So just moving forward, just we're just going to see how we're going to move with that. We're really looking at it like, hey, we have eight regular season games to play. Let's just give it our all every single game and then see how we go from there. Well, So is there going to be a playoffs after those yes. eight games? Or so yeah? from what I've heard, uh, it's like the top four teams overall because they're splitting into an Eastern-Western division. So this is one side of the okay. SUNYAC conference, like our side, you know, Newports, Paltz, Courtland, Plattsburgh, right. Oneonta, Potsdam, that's one side. And then the other side consists of Brockport, Oswego, Fredonia, Geneseo, and I think one more school. You know, I'm new to the conference, so I don't really know other schools like that. So how confident are you in? Your team this season how you how you think you guys are um, i'm really confident we have a lot of shooters we're bringing in a lot of shooters the coaches did say throughout the recruiting process to each of the recruits that um you know we're really gonna need shooters throughout the on this program we have a uh, freshman lucas Sium, we have uh sean st lucia who's a, a guard you know we have dakota smith who's also a a guard. They can all shoot the ball. They're all very dedicated, very committed. I've gotten some work in with them throughout the semester. What are your goals as a team and individually this season? As a team, I know we definitely want to win the conference. We definitely want to win the conference Mm -hmm. this year. Sure. You know, it's a a big goal to set coming from um, where we came from last year. But we have confidence in each other and we trust each other. We've really bonded even outside of basketball. We really bonded together and we're really establishing the chemistry and relationships for myself. One of my goals is to just contribute in any way that I can. I always say to even my coaches, I'm not coming in looking for looking to play 40 minutes a game. I'm just looking to contribute in every way in any way that I can and just doing what's needed of me, doing what's asked of me, and being a leader, most importantly. College basketball is really a different beast from high school. And that's what I tell um, my new freshman, Lucas Sean, Dakota, that, and they have the potential to be really good. Players are stronger. Absolutely.
1: Bigger, faster, more skilled, smarter, everything. Better trained, everything. More experienced high school. When you're a junior or a senior, you're supposed to be dogging because you're upperclassmen playing against sometimes. There's sometimes, there's not it's not very often, but if there's a freshman or a sophomore on varsity, you're supposed yeah. to be dogging them. But most of the time, you're playing juniors and seniors, so the, the, the playing field is. Usually even and leveled, but overall in college, the players are just bigger, faster, stronger, and more skilled and
0: better yep. overall.
1: The first quick hitter question I want to ask you is In high school, you wore the number three. Why did you wear the uh, number three?
0: Chris Paul, he's my favorite player.
1: The next, next quick hitter question I want to get into is Um,
0: Who's your GOAT and why?
1: Uh, <laughs> it's tough, right?
0: <laughs> so, well, many, you many know, boys. much respect to MJ. Uh, LeBron James is my greatest player of all time. Just because I feel like he's just – and there's, again, no disrespect to MJ. Like, a lot of people will say that um, MJ isn't the GOAT because he played against weaker competition. MJ was just better than everybody that he played. He just he's – just, exactly, yeah, He was just ahead of his, time, ahead his he was just, time,
1: He was just – he was the future of basketball playing in,
0: in the 80s exactly. and 90s. So, yeah, yeah my, my GOAT is Bron, just because I feel like he just he just does more, like, statistic-wise. He just leads in more categories. He's just really a force to be reckoned with.
1: The last question I want to ask you is, Um,
0: what do you want your legacy
1: to be when people think of the name Anthony Simon at the end of the day? What do you want people to remember
0: about you? Uh, basketball-wise or just uh, as a person? Uh, Both. Uh, Basketball-wise, just somebody who always worked hard, who always led by example, who always looked out for his teammates, Skill-wise, definitely my shooting ability, because that's just something that I take pride in. You know, nice. I, I joke with my coach. He he actually went to New Paltz and played here, and he's the leader for three-pointers made in a game at like wow. eight or nine. So I, I joke with him, and I'm like, I'm coming for your record. So, <laughs> so that, would, that would solidify me in the record books for that. As a person... Uh, When people think of Anthony Simon, I just want them to think of somebody who is just somebody who just looks out for people, somebody who just tries to get himself better every day, because even in the back of my phone, I may still have it in the back of this phone, but in the back of my old phone, I had um, do something to get yourself better every single day, because if you don't make an improvement every single day, it's like, what are you doing? You're not really making forward progress. You're just staying constant. You're not changing. And people even now, like they know me as someone who just loves to help people. But yeah, man,
1: I would like to thank you so much. I appreciate your generosity and your unselfishness to come on the show. And best of luck in your season, brother. Yeah, I
0: appreciate you,
1: man. Anytime. No problem. Thank you, man. Uh, Everybody, ladies and gentlemen, that's Anthony Simon. And this has been the DJ Hamilton interview with the great Anthony Simon. Thank you, guys.
0: This podcast was proudly brought to you by Scout My Game, starring Donald Hamilton, interviewing Anthony Simon, and was produced and edited by Jason McCarthy. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Game.